What's up, everybody? Hope you are having a good week so far. This week on the podcast is the one and only Jess Bays. I've known Jess for a long time through a lot of mutual friends, mostly through Sam Devine. And come across her a lot, seen her on planes, seen her in clubs. And over the last 12 months, she's really been like up in her production game and making really nice, soulful house music. Uh, I wanted to get her on and talk about it. So without further ado, Jess Bates. Jess Bates, what's cooking? What is cooking, my friend? How are you? I just saw your uh, Zoom name and it's B-A-E-S and I was like, that is fucking jokes. Do you know what it is? It's Sam and Camilla. They actually, they call me Bays in like Bay because I'm their Bay. I'm their little child. So that's why, that's why it's like that. It's so random, isn't it? Um, Luckily, it's not actually spelt that way in real life. Thank God. I'm going to put that on. The, I'm going to put that on the promo of this. <laughs> I know. Babes, just babes. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just, uh, just chilling. Well, just in the studio right now. Obviously, talking oh, to we you. We all. But yeah, it's. Uh, Strange. Where are you in the world? I'm you in, UK or America? Yeah, I'm in Somerset. 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 <laughs> hey, Somerset, the little farmer. <laughs> little farmer boy down here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been here since March, mate. I literally just like. Oh wow! Haven't left. It's like it's very very frustrating at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I'm like. I was just literally talking to a mate beforehand and he he lives in Texas, but he's English and he's moving back to the UK uh, in March. Yeah. And we were just like, each day is like a day where, like every day changes. It's like it's like being a DJ. And a, it's like being a DJ and a producer. One day you're like the happiest person around and then the next day you're fucking the <laughs> most depressed person ever. But it's just the whole I world's know. like that now. I think, yeah, but that's a good thing because it means that, it makes me feel better if I'm having a really shit day and I'm, you know, I'm just like, fine, just wallow, just be sad because a hundred million other people are also very sad with you. So it's absolutely fine for you to lay in bed and eat Chris and watch Netflix all day. You do you, honey. I love that. I love that. Just you're, you're fine. It's like a year off really. You're fine being in pain because everyone else is suffering. Yeah, legit. Like we're we're all in this together in this sense. So it's not just like me that's sad. No. The whole population. Yeah, there's like literally nothing we can do. So no, like and you know what? I've, the feel I'm getting from like my team and my agent is that that things are slowly starting to open in the sense of events and stuff. But it's all going to be at this like sort of social distance capacity, especially in the UK. Um, I know New Zealand, and Australia are sort of back full pelt with everything like we've seen our good friend josh butler is going and having the best time ever um playing real clubs and it's like i'm like what i forgot what that is yeah it's it's so strange though because i think i don't know about you but everyone's like comparing the uk to uh to new zealand and it's like wait a minute like new zealand's the same landmass as the uk with three million people population and wow i didn't, uh, didn't know that yeah and it's like that's why it's doing well like there's literally right because there's no one there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's like two cities and they're both on different islands <laughs> mate <laughs> right makes sense now that's yeah. just basically like london yeah the whole of london <laughs> no london's bigger 
mate. Like, no, what's the population of London? I, I don't actually know I this. Don't even have any, I don't even have any friends. They don't. They just surf. They must, they must live from <laughs> so far away from each other. They must live so far away. Uh, population of London. Absolutely brilliant. London it has 8.9 million people. Right, so there you go. So, so you've, got, <laughs> you've got three times three more New people. Zealand. Wow. And wow. all and the landmass is the same size. I think I don't quote me on this, but I think it's the same size as the UK. Or bigger. Madness. So. I've never actually gone over that far in the world yet. I'm quite uh, worse when it comes to flying. So if there's ever any like Australia or New Zealand gigs that come in, I have to, I'm just like, oh, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm not it's, ready to do it yet. The flies, I, yeah, if, if I was, who was, I was talking to Mark Reeve last week on the podcast about flying actually. And he like went through a period of like having panic attacks, but I think they were just like, oh, Hangover. Terrible. I think they were just like hangover and come down panic attacks. <laughs> I mean, those are a whole different kind of panic attack on a flight. That's that's normally your Ibiza's or uh, pro hideout or whatever. I've never done it. I've like I've I've never been. Wow. Obviously, I haven't drank for years, but I I've never flown hungover. Right. So. So me, I went and played uh, Dubai once and it was last year with my friend Josh Parkinson and the club finished because it's like they're such big drinkers in Dubai. Obviously, like because the the public obviously can't get hold of drugs or anything out there. So it's like they drink so much. And it's all English and people. Anyway. I got. Yeah, and it's all English people. But because there's because that I think that because that whole drugs culture isn't out there like it is the rest of the world, the people drink excessively and i just unfortunately got roped into that and my flight was at eight o'clock and the club shut at six and i'm not i spent that i experienced my hangover slash coming out of the most drunkest state of my life <laughs> on the whole flight home like it was it was i woke up i remember waking up like in heathrow and i was like where the hell am i what, <laughs> what have i just got home from a night out and i've just landed from dubai like what is happening and ever since then i'm like i will never fly hungover ever again because it was traumatic <laughs> <laughs> i literally got on the flight as drunk as i left the club like it was oh no <laughs> I always, no, no, no. I always feel really smug when I get to the airport with a mate that's been drinking the night before, and I'm like uh, fresh faced. You're that guy. Yeah, you're I'm that, that guy. guy. <laughs> it's when Instagram stories come out and everything. It's just great. I Do love you, it. Are you completely sober? Like you just don't drink? Yeah, I just don't, don't drink. I, I don't call myself sober because yeah, there's like a stigma with the the word sober that like I was an addict beforehand. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. But yeah, I just you're right. Don't like drinking you just don't or don't taking like it. drugs. No, so doesn't... it's not for everybody, is it? So yeah. yeah, fair play to you. I think I think I get especially in this industry. Well done. I think I get more done. Um... Yeah, I mean you definitely get more done. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing like sixty days sober there right now, aren't you? I'm currently on a stint of sixty days sober and. I've never completed a dry January in my life. It's like, I just, I don't know why. I feel like it's because there's normally nothing going on in January. So I just drown my sorrows at home. So I want to be out. <laughs> but it's been, do you know what? It, I think towards the end of last year, I got myself in such a dark headspace and I was turning to alcohol a lot of the time because I yeah. was just, I didn't know when like 
my next paycheck was coming, my next show, my all my creativity had just been drained out of me. And I know it was a look for the same for a lot of people. So it was just what else do you do when you're stuck at home and there's nothing else going on? And unfortunately, some people do turn to alcohol, which I did. I was drinking quite a lot most yeah. nights, and I'm not I'm not that person. Like I'm, I'm I don't really like I'm not like, like you. I like, I'll drink on occasion, but I don't I don't like it that much. And it was becoming a little bit more of a demon. And I was like, oh no. So that's why um, GW Harrison's agent, Joanna, started up this 60 day project. So I didn't know. She's my. Kind of re- re- Joe from NGE. Yeah. Is she your agent too? She's my agent, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Well, it's it's her project. So you, you will know all about that, obviously. <laughs> I didn't know. She didn't, yeah, she, she didn't tell me. Oh, yeah. She, so it's a 60 day experiment where. You sort of go sober and there's all those online courses. We talk to people on it um, about their journeys as well. And it's just given me so much more clarity on life and just how last year really, really rocked me. Yeah, yeah. Having my career taken away from me, it made me realise that how career driven I am, I think. To have it completely ripped out from underneath my feet, I was kind of like, I don't know what my purpose is on this planet if I yeah. can't be a DJ because I love it so much. and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just in a really good headspace at the minute, so I'm ready to tackle this year now. That's awesome. Happy. It's it's strange, yeah. isn't it? It is a strange thing how like one thing can change in your life and it can like literally fuck everything else up, and you're like, oh. <laughs> you do, do you know what? I don't. I know we're really lucky with our jobs anyway. Like we, it's not really a job, is it? It's a it's a dream. What we're doing, we're getting paid to have a lovely time and do something we love and. I didn't really, not that I'd never appreciated it, but I realized how much I loved it when it was taken away. Yeah. I just realized all my friends are stuck around me being furloughed from horrible office jobs. Like my girlfriend, for example, has been working from home for the majority of the year. Yeah. And she's so unhappy in her job. And it just made me look and count my blessings and be like, I am so fucking lucky to be able to do what I do every day. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I it's it's very easy to or for me it's very easy when you're touring and kind of traveling every day and <clears throat> do a gig go to the hotel airport gig invite and just keep going around and around it's very easy to just get in that like uh groundhog day and be like this is just what i do and yeah i don't i i very rarely moan about it like i i often get to the point where i'm like an hour before going to the show, if it's like a late night, I'm like, I really can't be bothered. I just want to go to bed and watch some Netflix. But yeah, mate, I feel you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you're there, it's the best fucking time. And literally the best. As soon as you step into that club, it's like, vroom. yeah, <laughs> game face on. On it, absolutely on it. Um, but I guess that's part of the job. There's there's always going to be a job part of the job, right? And course the job part i do feel like our our job part is the traveling and the late nights and the no sleep that is that is the hard part of our job for sure yeah it's definitely worth it though isn't it so worth it oh my god <laughs> so worth it but if you were to ask me when i've been in the air for 10 hours i'd probably tell you no <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely you should definitely try new zealand in australia like i i want to so bad but i'm just i need i'm just do you know what it is i the last flight i did was probably the last long haul flight I did was Brazil. And that was, that's quite a lengthy one. That was 11, yeah. 11 hours. And I was getting to a point where I was starting to get busier and busier. And I was doing all these long haul flights on my own. And 
was building up such a good I was like yeah I'm really good at flying now and now all of a sudden I haven't flown for 10 months I feel like all of that hard work of building myself up I now need to just maybe go to Manchester or something just to get myself <laughs> used to being back in the seat because <laughs> I'm like I don't need to fly me to America right now I'll be like no nope. I ain't going nowhere <laughs> I fucking love <laughs> no, no, flying no, no, no. I love flying so much I wish I'm so envious of people like yeah. you because it's such a it's really amazing I just I don't get how a flight how it stays up it's not it shouldn't <laughs> That's, that's my opinion. I'm you gonna, shouldn't stay up, and I feel like I'm gonna oh, find no. this YouTube. There's this YouTube thing, and I'm gonna send it to you, and it shows please you do. how planes work. And please do. It's like abs- actually mind blowing that like your engines can like both your engines can stop working, and you'll just glide, and you're not gonna just fall out of the air. You'll be absolutely fine. But then what happens if you're just over the Pacific Ocean? Oh, just, and there's no land in sight. Just then ho- you're going to get eaten by a shark. Let's just hope it's you like, can fucking swim. <laughs> you can't really win, can you? <laughs> but my my view on it, okay, is if I get on a, in a plane crash, I know I'm going to die. Yes, that's what I don't like about it. And, like, once you're on that flight, it's, you go out of control, that's it. Like, you just handed your life over to that pilot. <laughs> Later. I'm all right about that, though. I'm like, I don't really like... I'm like, fuck it. It's going to work for about five minutes, need, isn't it? Yeah, I I need to be up. I need to have this mindset. I I will one day once I've gone to Australia, maybe. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> once I've got it out of the way. <laughs> New Zealand, though. New, like, Australia and New Zealand are beautiful, beautiful, but New Zealand is just, like, insane. It's fucking amazing. So I need there. to go over this. I think seeing, like, Josh's post over the last few weeks, I'm just like, oh, my God, let's go. Yeah. Although I am quite scared of the spiders out there also because i know there's those not in new zealand motherfuckers in australia yeah australia is another level but then on the flip side i want to see the kangaroos down the street so it's like i can't have both best of both worlds can i (laughs) in the cities that you'll go to i doubt you'll see kangaroos just down the street but i'll see a hunting spider where's not fair (laughs) is it (laughs) Those, those spiders are real they're like isn't it, isn't it like you have to check under the, the toilet seats and stuff because maybe they're just under there? Oh, no, that's a nah, whole lot of... No. It's, it's like you do... In the cities, you're kind of all right. When you're in the bush or, yeah. the, or the outback, it's like, yeah, game over. But none of us ever go there. So unless you're in like a... What what do they call them? The Australians call like festivals in the bush, like bush... They're, it's like bush took a trials. They call it something like oh, that. Wow. <laughs> I've just destroyed it. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. But um, yeah, fuck. What are they called? Bush, bush I tush. I I'm honestly, bush Australia tush. is like a whole other world to me. It's, I, I hope I see it soon. I feel like I need to go out there, but I fly it. If there was way I could get a train there for two days, I would. <laughs> two days, mate. It would take you about a week to get a train there. <laughs> you know what? I would do it. <laughs> Happily, oh. <laughs> a week of my life on a train. So good. So we, it's so, it's actually really random how many mutual friends and work people. Oh mate, we have. a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot. Like, so first of all, we met through Sam, aka Sam Divine, yes. who I've known more than half my life now. 
legit both from the country both summer she's a somerset girl as well <laughs> <laughs> but she's got an, you know what every time every time she goes back to see her parents and she comes back i notice the twang is back and i'm like what what was that what are you saying and um, she turned into a farmer for like a couple of days after <laughs> it's so funny well when when i first knew sam she had a somerset accent and then yeah, no, it is there. It's still there. And then when she went to London, she turned into a proper Essex girl, and it's a it's it's a fake Everyone Essex accent. It's from Essex. Yeah, yeah it's it such a fake Essex, Essex accent. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna kill me when she watches this. <laughs> She's like a. It's like her accent's like Fusagi. It's just like it's just so not. <laughs> funny bless her oh, I, I love, love her. her she's currently she's trying to move to um to essex at the moment she wants to relocate but her obviously hatcher her husband is he's so like london yeah. ghetto roadman and uh, he just is not having any of it because he's from croydon like proper <laughs> south and he's just like you are not putting me in, 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 in essex. essex all these pretty boys <laughs> it's like no nah, i'm not doing it mate <laughs> so so we know we know sam and then your manager is sonny wharton he sure is my little hero and like sonny was like who i started with in this industry pretty much really i didn't know that yeah he like so wartone records yeah his record label does he still run it he does yeah that was like one of the first record labels that I signed before signing to Dirty Bird. Oh my god, that's so cool! So he's I've, such a little G. I I just love him so much. I love him. He's great, and yeah, I've known him for years. Um, yeah, he's an OG man. He's been around the block, and I feel like he's just he's changed my whole career in the space of about eight months. And he's just he's like the nicest guy ever. I'm so pleased to be working with him. He works so hard. He's like one of those people that <clears throat> so hard. Yeah, that I've like ever since I've known him, he's just worked really hard on whatever he's doing. And yeah, he's just I'm I'm glad he kind of found management because it was kind of like perfect for him. Oh my god, he's made to be a manager. Literally made to be a manager. He is he keeps me in line and he's just he gets me, gets the vision and we we clicked from day one. I mean, when I, before I signed with him, I was there was a few different management people on the table, and I was nothing felt right in my belly when I met them. And then I sat down in front of Sunny, and I was just like, hundred percent, yes, like, I'm going to sign with you. And I knew that before we even really opened the conversation. I knew that this was going to be the one. Yeah. And things have just gone from strength to strength since then. He's he just motivated me on a whole new level because he's so passionate about what he does. And we're very similar on that way because I think we're both overly nice and we just we like to be nice people so we work so well together yeah and yeah he's just the best so and also sunny manages gene right he does gene and jansen's as well yeah gene farris and obviously gene's like a homie from america who's you've got a cool crew jansen's makes some sick music as well yeah i'm super lucky to be in the little crew i'm very very happy yeah you're you're in a good bunch Who's yeah, your who's I'm your agent happy. over here? So my agent is Andy Rayside. So I'm assigned to the defected agency. So I've got two very cool little crews. I feel yeah, I'm super appreciative for cool. the position I'm in. 
That's cool. Got to love Defected. Mm. Um, yeah, so I feel like I've got a little bit of Dirty Bird America over this side, and then I've got Housey Defected this way if yeah. I need it. So it's, it's amazing. So obviously I've known you for a long time, but I've like really noticed in the last, it, to be fair, it's actually been in the last 12 months that you've like really been on the radar. Like what's, what's, yeah, it's, what's, what's happened? It's since March. Do you know what? Believe it or not, it's lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown has just made me grind. And yeah. obviously because I, I had nothing to do. It was at the start of lockdown. I, I signed with Sonny in February and then March we went to lockdown. So it was like, we had to really get our heads together and throw me into production because I was only just starting to learn then. And yeah. it was Sunny that drove me into really like learning more things and yeah. just pairing me up with co-producers and stuff. And it was just, I was learning so much over the last six months. And now I'm really confident in myself in the records that I'm putting out. And I know the end goal now. I know where I want to be. Um, and it ha- just happened so quick. And it, it really was just down to great management. I think like, he, he knew, we knew the end goal with me and now, I'm really starting to sort of pave my own way, if you would say. Like b- before that, I was, I was very much with Sam, and it was getting to a point where a lot of people were kind of just putting me as in if I would, was going to sort of become the next Sam, and that was never yeah. the goal I wanted. Like she's incredible in her own. I always wanted us to be separate, separate. people. Yeah, yeah. So it, and now I finally am that. I am my own artist now, and that I'm just so happy that that's happened. It's amazing that, isn't it? Because it's so true. Like I had that with Dirty Bird, really. Is that yeah. I, I kind of had to like step away for people to kind Absolutely. of understand who Absolutely. who you are as an artist, rather than just associated to a brand or a person or anything like exactly that. Exactly that. Exactly that. I didn't. That was one of the main goals I wanted when I started out with Sunny. Was that I decided that I I didn't want to be associated with a brand. I wanted to be the brand. Yeah. And I feel like we're really starting to achieve that now, especially now the music's there as well because before this before last year i wasn't producing i was very much like i just i love djing so much i don't have a passion for making music but it wasn't until i really started to believe in myself that i can actually make amazing stuff that i fell in love with it now i'm yeah. obsessed with it now i'm just like I don't want to dj now be a music <laughs> producer forever. <laughs> mate it looks like you're not gonna be djing for a long time so get used to producing no, music yeah, legit <laughs> i've got at least another two years in the studio mate <laughs> Oh, two years. Fuck my life. Yeah, I was like, I, I've i just got back in the studio this week. Or no, last week. Um, and I've all my music's written for this year. So I'm like... Well, yeah, what, same, pretty like, much. What the fuck do I do? And now I'm just, I'm literally writing collabs. <laughs> I'm collabing with everyone. And just Amazing. like, just seeing what to do. Because, yeah, I don't have any music to make for this year. All right, well, let, let's jump on something then because I'm in the same boat. I'm <laughs> right just like, what, what, what do I do? The thing is, like, I've made so much now that, like, this track that came out, Love We Had, that just came out this last week, is is everybody is in so in love of it because they've been waiting so long for it to come out. But for me, this record is a year old. Mm. So I'm just like, I want you to hear my new stuff. Like, yeah. my new stuff is, like, in my opinion, so much better. But it's, I think, as I'm learning now, as a producer, it's not often the track that you think is going to connect that connects and it's always the one that you didn't rate as much that does well. It's weird that, isn't it? The love we had is the only track that I've ever used a sample on. Yeah. Or everything else is original vocals and it's the only one that's come to number one. (laughs) It's always the way. It's like, 
Yeah, li- literally. I thought it was going to be something that I was pouring my heart into, but it was just a, a sample of Splice that did it. Yeah, it's weird. Like the John um, Summit record was a Splice sample. Thin Line. Oh my God, I love it. No, so much. not Thin Line. Um, not Thin Line? No, isn't that Loretta Holloway? I think that one is. What's the other one? Um, what was his big Which one? Which John Summit one? The big one this summer. Oh, I thought it was that one. Oh, is it the one with uh, Lee Fox? No, uh, you could be right. Deep End. I've been trying not to go off the deep. That one. Yeah. That yeah. One. yeah. Was that a spice sample? Yeah. Go on, John. Yeah, Come I know. Fuck. You, do you know my record, You Take Me Higher? Yes, is that spice? Yep. Oh, I love it so much. It bangs, mate. It absolutely bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I, I cannot wait to release music this year. Like I'm fucking excited. What have, you, what have you got coming up? So much. I've got a release fifth of. I'm doing one every eight weeks, and then eight weeks on my label. Every eight weeks on my label, and then in between those eight weeks, I'm releasing on other labels as well. So I'm releasing wow. like pretty much one a month. Bloody hell! Yeah, That's good though. Yeah, That's I good. can't wait. I'm just like. I thought, considering I I'm I don't do live streams and I'm not really down to do live streams. It's not really for me. Um, yeah. So they're not I, for everyone. I understand that. I'm I'm I get you on that one. It got to a point where they were just just too much, and it just do you know what it is? You're you're not concentrating on playing to the people. You're concentrating on the number of people that are yeah. logged in, and it makes you feel like if you don't have a, a bigger number in your head, you think I'm I'm shit, and it's like. That's not what you're there for. So yeah. it's just it's just adjusting to that whole new concept of life at the moment. I and, think. and like the it's just the numbers thing. It's just like you see all these people with like twenty, thirty thousand people watching it at one time, and then you're like, yeah. are they actually watching? They're exactly. like they're fucking doing their washing up. They're not watching. <laughs> 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 they literally got you on a hand pottering around mate yeah exactly <laughs> their grand's talking to them on the phone and it's like <laughs> literally man it's just a number isn't it really but, but on the on the flip side there have been brands like defected that have gone yeah. over and beyond and taken you into print works and fireworks and like done some pretty epic things and hot since 82 has done a fucking hot air balloon yeah. which is insane like yeah on the flip side they can get super creative which is something that i did get involved in doing this year i did it on top of a multi-story car park mid-set shut down by the police but still continuing to play i did it in league street in london same thing happened there the police said no i said no and i was just if you look at my face towards the last 15 minutes of these i'm just kind of like just let me just finish my mix i didn't know that so why did they come and shut you down because they're actually public property where we were doing them. <laughs> so I literally just turned up with a generator and a little one of the little controllers just started playing a set and I filming like it. And it's like you're essentially in, in the street. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, that I have to probably put on ice for a minute because I don't want to get nicked. <laughs> I like that. Fair play. That's like dedication. I really wanted to do. Um, I wanted to do Leicester Square in London. So he was like, "Don't you dare!" The second you start setting something up in Leicester Square, you are getting it. Yeah, not game even over. You yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm doing something really dangerous. What's that dude's name? Um, that's like been go- Suat. Suat. <laughs> Suat. 
fucking I know legend. Talking about before you even say it, Stuart. <laughs> He's got like fifty thousand followers now on Instagram just from lockdown and going around. Did you see? He's done it on. See on a rope swing and all sorts. His back is going to be absolutely fucked. Or, or absolutely shredded. He's going to like take his top off and he's like fucking he, he, he ironing board. He's talking about, he's always like, oh, I'm a hernia, I'm a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to damage yourself so bad, man. <laughs> I think he's like one of the only ones that has actually smashed the live stream on a weekly basis. The, mate, the best one I've seen him done is he snuck into Madame Two Swords. Yeah, I saw that Have one. you seen this? I saw how that. Did, how the hell he got that set up in Madame Two Swords, I do not understand because surely they would have searched that bag. I think it was planned. I don't do think, think I don't think any of those ones he could sne- sneak in because he like the security around him. They don't they're, tra- curious, they're, sc- they're escorting him out of the building. Oh, did the they? Yeah, they escorted him out. They're oh. like, you need to turn this off, get out, get out. Like, so I don't know. Maybe it was set up in advance, but I'm, it didn't didn't look like it at the end, mate. <laughs> I didn't watch the end. That's so good. Like he's Oh god, he is he's about to be taken it. out in a handcuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I fair like I really like it when people do something completely different and yeah, same, like, man, same. take it to another level and is successful from it. And he's yeah, he got he just got, got so creative with it and absolutely nailed it. He's a proper character as well. <laughs> he's like, hilarious, mate. He's absolutely if you watch if you actually go and watch his videos from before he started, because I did, I had a look. When he started really popping off, I went back through his old content and he does things like he gets a microphone goes live and gets in a bath and just eats different foods really loud into the microphone so people can hear him eating it and he's got to guess what food it is like so he's clearly proper out there as a person in general chicken oriental that's what he is mate proper chicken oriental (laughs) (laughs) i i wish i was that type of person but i just can't, can't do it i haven't got i haven't got it in me to be that that um I, t- I want to say confident because it is. It takes some serious confidence to be like that. And I just ain't got it in me. I feel like people would be like, get back in your box. What the fuck is this twat doing? <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, that's so like live streams. I'm just like, meh. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's just. I release a lot of music anyway. And I was like, this year, I just have to release so much music and just see. I do. One of the worrying things for me was that I didn't want to put music out and then it not ever see clubs because obviously we didn't know how long we were going to wait and then the music was going to. So there was. There's been a real shift in the sound that's been put out this year. I feel like everybody has gone back to deep, and that's quite luckily where my sound is. So I feel like that might be also another reason as to why I've had the success over the last few months because that was my sound anyway. And that's what people want to stream at home. It's like feel good, deep house. Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, I was listening to your record earlier and it's, it's very soulful. It's really interesting because it actually reminds me of what I used to play when I was like first met Sam and like those are the types of records I used to buy off Sam. And it was like brought back some really good memories because I was just like this, although this isn't the music that I play now and, but I like to listen to it. But it just brings back like such amazing memories of just like super soulful house music. That's the that's the exactly vibe I want to put out. It's like that sort of nostalgic feel of because that's when I started to really fall in love with house music. When was was around 2012 when Deep House was, it was like Benediction and yeah. all of that like Let's Jack like those kinds of records were the ones that were really popping. And I feel like 
lockdown and people staying at home and not wanting to hear sort of the not so much hard stuff because you're not in clubs and, you, and it doesn't feel, it doesn't hit the same, does it? Unless it's off a massive cannon of totally. speakers. Yeah. So I feel like that's helped the research of Deep House over the last year. I think, um, yeah, I think you're right because what we rely with like techno is that they're in a club, they Shazam a record, they then go and listen to it or they take a video of the club, they put it up on Instagram that does really well on Instagram. Everyone's like, what's this record? What's this record? And that's how it does well. And Spotify and Apple Music, as much as they try to push, and Deezer and all the other ones, as as much as they try to push dance music, people just don't want to listen to fucking techno whilst they're eating their breakfast. It's true. Unfortunately, it's true. Like, I don't. It is true. So I can't expect anyone else to. I also also feel like the techno artists as well. That might be why yourself doesn't like respond to live streams as much because techno is very much like you need the crowd and it's not so much just the music that makes a techno vibe. It's everything else added into it. It's, yeah. it's one big element, and I think that might be why because I haven't really seen many techno live streams to be honest. It's, it's all it's all boring. been like vocally house and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you need to be in there with all the production and the loudness yeah. and. It just it does, isn't something that works over a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really not. I it's it's no, interesting I'm... though about the whole how people have changed their production is like I noticed myself doing it and like more and more and then I was like, no, well, this is you're you can't you, you have to kind of like you're I was going to radio and was like trying to get that trying to write a record that's going to do well on radio. And I yes. did. A- Do you know what? Before that, sorry, carry on. You, no, 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 on. go for it. Go for it. Before before lockdown happened, I was so fixated with wanting to write a radio record, and I just didn't know how to. But then naturally, I've done it. Yeah. Through through the through the switch in the sound, it was just. I don't know. I feel like maybe if lockdown hadn't happened, I'd like I would. I don't know where I would have been now because I would definitely wouldn't have had the time to sort of sit and find that sound that i've made so um yeah i think lockdown has been brilliant in terms of creativity for people and maybe pushing themselves outside of what they would usually make yeah what is it about wanting to make a radio record for you is it like why i feel like as a kid i was always listening to radio so I've, i've got that connection to radio there anyway i just i love everything about it and i think radio hosts are so talented in what they do because for me, getting behind the mic isn't one of the easiest things to do, even though I might sound and look really confident inside. I'm actually dying. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it is tough doing radio stuff because essentially you're talking to yourself yeah. and it's, it's quite tough. So I think just to be able to be played on mainstream and it's, it's mainstream, isn't it? It's not just like you're segregated into the underground culture of dance music. It's yeah. the whole world listens to the radio, even my nan. So it's like to be able to get a record that, crossover to the dance floor as well as the mainstream mm. i feel like it's like the biggest achievement ever because it means like not that it's like there's like um recognition for it but that's not the right word but it's like it means that you've made something that can touch all of those people not yeah. just one genre yeah um like camel fat did cola for example like that to me is like one of the biggest records of all time in my opinion because it just it absolutely destroys the dance floor, but then on the radio it has a total different different effect. And I just think it's so clever to be able to do that. 
yeah, C- Cola is an insane record. And as much as they, I'm pretty sure they have a love-hate relationship with that record because I know they don't play it anymore and they get fed up with people asking yeah. to play it. But it's also an insane record and it's put them to where they are now. Really. Exactly. So it's it's kind of like they need to sort of, like have to play it sometimes for the fans because it is essentially how the fans got there. So it's, yeah. it's like a catch-22 for them, I feel. Yeah, I, I honestly think a lot of artists get that. Like yeah, for me, definitely. Like I, I, Route ninety four, my love. You would never yeah. even play that in DC ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I never, I've never had like a hit record, but my biggest record at when I first started was Booty Percolating. I never, I never play that. Like ever. You know, ever. Ever. Wow. Like I might play it as a last record if I've done yeah. like an open to close. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of have to. Yeah, I get you. I try not to. I remember getting Cola on promo and I was, I listened to it first and I was like, what is this? I do not like this record. And now here I am sat eating my words saying it's one of the greatest records of all time. Like I just remember Coca-Cola, what, what is this about? And now I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Like it doesn't leave my head ever. Yeah. That, that's a fucking great game. Dennis Ferreira, hey, hey. I put those two in the same. Oh, so good. I put... So good. I think Dennis Ferreira is just, he's in his own lane, that man. Like, yeah. no one, he's untouchable when it comes to DJing and production. Uh, it's interesting watching him DJ because I don't think he plays his own records. Not a lot, no. And do you know what? Once in Croatia a few years ago for Defected Croatia, Sam actually had to tell him to play his records yeah. because it was like the crowd, because it was like a festival day party she read the crowd and it was like, she could see that that is what they were waiting for. Yeah. And she went into the booth and said, just fucking play mind your step, but like, just drop it. And he was just like, oh, like, do you think they want it? And literally, as soon as that, you start hearing those records coming in, curing the cause, it's like, it is, it just raises the vibrations to a yeah. whole new level. Yeah, it's really weird. I have this conversation a lot and it's about DJs playing, DJs, producers playing their own records. Like, most of my sets are like my records now, but yeah, that's an amazing place to be able to do that. That's insane. Yeah. I love it. But also there comes a point when there's records that you don't want to play that everyone else wants to hear. Yeah. I get you. Uh, But then if you went to see the Rolling Stones and they didn't play satisfaction, you're going to be pissed. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to be screaming, mate. If I saw MK, he didn't play look right fluor. I'm like, I want my money back. <laughs> that record, I because I used to tour with Mark a lot. I've heard all of his records so much. I'm like, bruv, come on, man. <laughs> I love him to He's bits. Like, Mark is like my absolute guilty pleasure. Like, I just oh, no, God, you don't need so you don't need yeah. him as a guilty pleasure. He is. There's no such thing as guilty pleasure. His music is fucking amazing. He's, yeah, he's phenomenal. Like, he's just phenomenal. <laughs> I I changed my production because of mk like yeah he's be- such a g because of touring with him i i changed how i wrote music like Serious? yeah 100 percent. like seeing when i used to tour a lot with him like see, seeing him play his first record and every single person singing back to him literally i, I was like goosebumps i'm getting goosebumps thinking about yeah 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 like and i'm like that's the only reason like my first experience like seeing like 
dance music was like faithless. When oh I, wow! When, so it is at that level. Yeah, when I was like eleven years old in Cardiff, no Newport Leisure Centre, and wow, it was I was with my dad, and like that just it just reminds me of that and. Yeah. Like, I want people to sing my music back to me. That's all I want. I don't care about anything yeah. else now. Like my yeah. main thing is for me to be as it's massive ego. It's a ma it like <laughs> it's fucking mass. It's terrible. It's like recognition, isn't it? You need that you need that thing from people. But I feel like I get it totally because that's what I predominantly do. Like I just I love songwriting and it's to have the people singing it back, it means they've connected with it and they yeah. understand what you wanted to put into that record. So it's I, I get it. I totally get it because I'm the same. Yeah, it's like, I love and it. But it's weird. It's never not weird when they do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, because my a lot of my records were always like samples. And, yeah. And like, they're just like short words or like, and I'm like, you can't really sing along to that. You need a fucking proper song. Well, trust me, I scream, you take me higher every time I play it. It's so loud, no one can ever hear it. So I'm, I can go as loud as I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not really the same, is it? It's still like a sample. Like, love it though. Take me high, <laughs> so, oh, such a big track, man. What have you got coming out this year then? So, I'm launching a record label. Oh, um, dope. As of yeah, not I'm not too sure when it's launching yet. We're just still trying to because I've got so many releases backed up now that I need to get out. It's just about launching with the right time because I want to launch it with one of my own tracks. Yeah, and the first few releases are going to be from myself before I start bringing in the team members as such. So we're just, I think it's going to be either March to May, not too sure. Nothing's cool. decided yet, but um, it's going to be called Superstore Records. Damn. And the meaning behind that is because when you go to a superstore, there's sort of a wide range of anything you want. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with the label and the party as such. So it is predominantly house music, but if it crosses genres, then, then it does. Yeah. And I'm going to sign music that I love and that I think will connect with people and, I'm just so excited about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to launch. I've got quite a few singles with the most talented songwriters in the whole world. Like, welcome Lily McKenzie, a guy called Jack Hewitt, um, Jennifer Jameson. There's a couple of others now that I am in talks with that are a lot on the bigger, high-profile yeah. scale of stuff that um, I never, ever thought I would ever be able to to even reach those levels that's of dope. working with them so soon, especially. and. Yeah. I'm just so gassed to get stuck into this year. I've never been so excited in my whole life. Love that. Love that. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's amazing to hear. Superstore Records is a fucking dope name as well. I, so, I love it. I'm so, I'm just about to launch a live, a weekly live stream as well. So you've yeah. got a big green screen and um, it's going to be called the, the, the Virtual Superstore. So we've got, we've set up a desk where we're going to get um, got an old Casio um, cash register in front of the deck. So it looks like That's I'm playing sick. at a till. Yeah. Um, we've got like lollipop stand and stuff. And we've got a green screen with a virtual shop behind me. And I'm going to be running at eight till late every Thursday. So there's so much you can do with that, with that yeah, concept. And cool. I'm just so gassed to get stuck in. And eventually I'm going to want to do a live stream in a shop, take over like, a Tesco's or something yeah. like massive scale like that and do like a warehouse rave or something in there when we're back to that capacity. That's like the end goal for me. That'd be dope. That'd so be dope. dope mate. I, I really Shopping like... down the aisles whilst you're raving. Yeah. What is that, <laughs> <mate>? <laughs> What's the artwork going to be like? I'm, I'm not too sure yet. There's a couple of different concepts we've got, but 
I don't know if you saw my artwork. I can't show you because I'm on my phone here, but it's my artwork that I did for my last party. It's very sort of like Grand Theft Auto style. What was it it's called? that sort of cartoon. Um, it's called. I did a party just at NT's Loft, but the artwork is. It looks like Grand Theft Auto. Okay. And it's it's like a bit cartoony, but um, it kind of looks like The Simpsons as well. That sort of okay. cartoony brand and. You can do so much of it when it comes to visuals, and it's just yeah. I'm having so much fun. You you could do like a paper bag series. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Or, like, or plastic bag series, or like legit. The, the one thing I do have to be super conscious is is Jax Jones also has his brand called Snacks. Yeah, and every release he puts out is like a household item or a piece of food. So I have to be very careful in what I'm doing that I don't go too close to what he's doing because I love Jacks. I love Jacks. Yeah, yeah, Jack's all of, all his branding is amazing. I, I, I have think to be this, very mindful. I don't don't quote me on this, but I think they might be stopping the snack side of it. Oh, I love it so much. Because I, I know he's doing some different stuff, but I could be yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, you could do some sick stuff. I know. I'm gonna also set up like a little radio podcast that we've got. We've made the intro to it, and it's like you know when you when the, the cash yeah, point yeah. person will Bing dial bong. in and it yeah. goes do 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 do. That's like we've got all that to open it up. Like there's and we've got like voiceovers that say that there is a VIP now entering the shop, and it'll be like then I'll have a guest on to interview, and it's like there's so much stuff you can do with it. It's just so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Have you got your logo and stuff sorted? It's, there's a couple of different concepts, but I'm not too sure if I want to go with really fun or like 3D vibes. So I'm just, yeah, I'm playing with a lot of ideas at the minute, but I guess I'll know when I see it, I'll know it in my heart, which one is the right one. It's just rip off Tesco's. Basically. <laughs> at the moment, I have a superstore, like just literally superstore records. And it's like, it looks like one of the neon light up signs that yeah. you get like as an open sign. I've got that in the minute. And I think I'm just going to build from that. I don't want it to be, two in your face yeah. so just maybe less is more in this one um you, but yeah um, yeah I you could see the artwork for the virtual stories <laughs> yeah send over you could do the like neon american like off license vibe this is per- yeah this is exactly what the the visuals are like oh, that's, yeah that. that's perfect yeah it's so sick i love so that neon, i'm very very proud neons are just the best I love it so, and I can't wait to actually get one of them now at my house. They're so expensive to buy; they're like a grand to get one made. Oh, like, oh. let me let me send you a link to a LED company. They're like yes, please. They're like an LED. They make them out of LEDs, and they look just like neons, but they're perfect. They last forever. Perfect. Then um, perfect, mate. Someone bought me one when I used to do the doing of the cuddle stuff, and it was like the cuddle club, and. Oh my god, I love yeah, that so much. So I've cool. actually still got one of your stickers on my laptop doing it for the cuddles. <laughs> oh, that brand can fuck off. I can't stand it. <laughs> uh but yeah, mate, we've just done 45 minutes. I know you gotta crack on. Lots um, of love. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely chatting. You can't too. wait to actually see you in I person know. and feel that beard. It's gonna be it's gonna get big. It's getting bigger, I think gonna be right down by your feet and you're only little little, isn't it (laughs) (laughs) little dwarf over here (laughs) um before we go how can people follow you and all of that at jess face dj across the board and also 
So while you're there, follow at Superstore Records for all things deep and lovely. Go check it out, people. Jess Bays. B B A B A E S C C. Love you, mate. Bye. Bye, dude. And that is a wrap. Absolutely loved it. Really good chat. Really quick chat as well. It was nice to just like in and out and just have a proper good conversation with her. Uh, go follow her, Jess Bays DJ everywhere. She's great. Um, and let me know if you like her music. It's it's really soulful and I dig it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Share it with all your friends. I'd absolutely love you if you could give us a little rating and you could subscribe. Um, It just keeps the podcast going. Huge love. See you soon. Keep safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.